Nellie Bly was the first person to travel around the world in less than 80 days. She travelled a total of 40,070 kilometers, mostly by herself, in just 72 days, and along the way she stopped by Jules Verne in France, like you do. Welcome to three quarters of a Gary or something. Yeah. I'm Rasmus. Yeah. I'm Ryan. Sorry. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's off to a great start. I'm Jan. And I am also here. Jess. Yes. In case you forgot to say your own name or something. No, no? that's okay. I feel like if at this point people don't recognize the lisp, then they don't really get to know my name. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a fair way of looking at it. Yeah, it's trademarked. Welcome. So how the fuck are you doing? And yeah, well, welcome for join. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> so professional. Um, mm. I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> it is winter because we have to start talk about the weather at least a little bit. Um, and it's cold in the desert and I'm wearing my fleece onesie because I'm not going to get dressed today. How cold is cold in the desert? It snows I, I'm gonna here. I'm going to stay out of conversation. It snows. <laughs> it's snowing. It, well, not right now. Okay. But it snows here. Oh, yeah. wow. It, okay. might, it might snow like in, around the like, end of January, beginning of February. But we are the high desert. So we are, we are mountain sand people, something like that. Um, but yeah, we have cactuses Ooh. and snow. So it's great. Does that mean you're all high up and get sand in interesting places? Um, yes, but that's not appropriate for this podcast. Okay, never mind. What, is it appropriate for a different podcast? What podcast is that? <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you know. I'll send you the, the private link. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> so how but are yes, all of you? <laughs> I don't Red, do anything and I'm not interesting. So let's talk about you guys. That's going to be a weird episode. Okay. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Uh, I I can't wait to just get rid of the hour week to get into the proper discussion. Uh, my week has been uh, weird. My wife has COVID. Uh, yeah, she she was not feeling well uh, end of last week. So we decided to do a test on Sunday. And it's now Wednesday and I'm still negative. So I, I don't know why. Uh, I guess well done you. Yeah, well, well yeah. done me and my immune system. Uh, I'm I'm putting down the the fact that I decided three years ago to not get COVID and I'm I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that was my problem. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> that's that's the Someone power of will. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no, I've been, I've been lucky. Uh, um, I'm I'm still negative. The kid is still negative, but we decided to keep him uh, here. Uh, Monday and Tuesday he's going back to school tomorrow, and and that's that's most of my week trying to take care of everything that I need to take care of uh, inside and outside the house just to make my wife's uh, life just a little bit easier uh, like groceries and administrative stuff and, and let's that, that, that kind of stuff that you have to do when you have a family uh, also finished my quiver also finished the video it will be released mm. at the end of the week um, I'm pretty happy what, about what, it wait wait why why we want to see it now no you you yes you can't do. no I if don't you, <laughs> if it's done you want to see it now no Private I don't screening. Can now. We pay for the patron exclusive yeah sure but I on my channel first <laughs> <laughs> and no I don't have it here it's it's in my car it's ready to be um, oh the car is Nicaragua broken again? 
No, no, it's fixed. I also did that uh, the other oh, day. Well yeah. Done. <laughs> uh, so now, now I have I have the lights and the blinkers, but I don't have the sound of the blinkers anymore uh, for some reason. Um, okay. So I will have to fix it again and to I can get the back right now. Oh my <laughs> god, it's actual force with force. <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. I mean, I was actually just thinking, can you add in like a custom sound for the blinkers? Because that would I be pretty cool. I can. I I totally can. Uh, there's there's a, a small uh, speaker inside of the. Uh, blinker unit that I can just plug to absolutely anything uh, so I can add sounds and stuff uh, but yeah uh, do that do that do the sound of you punching the microphone yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah sorry um, I, I will <laughs> I will <laughs> no I actually my, my car is uh, oh, uh, my car is um, old now because it's from 2003 uh, 206cc Peugeot, so it's a cabriolet, you can open it. And my kids keep calling it a transformer car because it opens and stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to do what uh, Bob uh, at I Like To Make Stuff did a few years back to put sound like a, a five, add five Ooh. buttons inside the, yeah. the, um, the car. And when you push one, you get to uh, play this very loud sound outside of your car. And one that I wanted to add is the transformer sound when I open the roof for the kid because like fun yes. stuff. Yes. Yes. So oh I'm, yeah, I'm for the kid. Yeah, for the the kids and my son. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I'll I'll do that maybe. So the car is fixed. Uh, video equipment uh, are done. Um, I also uh, did a a, a dumb uh, thing uh, today. I tried to play Minecraft with my son on a split screen, like the creative thing. Yeah. And um, uh, we, sp- mm-hmm. we spent two hours building a house and stuff, <laughs> which is awesome. It's a great game. It's a sandbox, uh, the, the, the sandbox version of the game. So you, you have all the things that you need to have or want to have, and you're just building. And so that that's just, just fun. So yeah, that's that's been my week. What about you guys? Jan, where are you? You're not home. I am, no, 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 in a hotel again with potato internet. This is why I've been so quiet. I'm just trying to follow up and decipher the robot voices. Um, I am in Kassel at the moment. I'm still on my end of year business trips and basically driving back home tomorrow. Cool. So yeah, still, still on the road, still traveling a lot. Actually nice because I had Sometime in between uh, the visits, and I'm like kind of the, the middle northern part of Germany at the moment again. I'm now on my way back, and I had the opportunity to take out my digital cameras that I took with me and just use like my lunch break basically to run around and shoot a couple of photos. So yeah, it's it's been nice. Other than that, really just normal end of the year business talks, visiting customers. And finally, getting ready to end the year, at least the business year. Are, are you still already doing that mean thing of driving around with loud Christmas music to annoy other people? I haven't done it yet. It could happen tomorrow, though. <laughs> Please, <laughs> to all the population of Germany, I'm sorry. <laughs> December first tomorrow. It's like so. my worst nightmare. I hate Christmas music. Exactly. It's 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 about time. The first of Advent was already, so um, 
Actually, yeah, it's coming out on the second of that um, of Advent. So happy Advent! Oh Stay yes, yes, we did that too. We we put up the the Christmas tree on Sunday because it it was the the first. Uh, like you're supposed to do it four weeks before Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. And last Sunday was the first Sunday of the first week of the four week before Christmas. If that makes sense. Sounds like so, a Christmas math problem. Yeah. It's like, absolutely. and how much so, tinsel will little Tommy need? <laughs> so anyway, it's up. Nice. And Raz is yeah. gone or froze? What's happening? I don't it's know. I thought that's just what he normally looked like. He, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he usually does, but, but looking like this, but moving a little bit and sometimes okay. saying words. Yeah, so. you're right. He hasn't blinked in a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> Anyway, Jess, how was yeah. your week? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I did actually do um, things this week, which is impressive for me. Um, I, I haven't done much of anything in a while, but um, I'm working on a video right now. Um, I'm in the editing process, so that means that I sit at my computer for 10 minutes. Oh, Ras is back. <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> my Wi-Fi just died. So yeah, I sit at my computer for 10 minutes and then I get up and walk around the house for 10 minutes. Then I cry for 10 minutes and then I play video games for 10 minutes. Yeah, the <laughs> process. Exactly. Look for yeah. snacks, go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. so that's that's what I've been doing. Um, but it's, Can you it's tell nice. what the video is about or is it a secret for now? Um, it, it's not a secret, um, but I'm not going to tell you. No, um, it is a <laughs> castle for Gary. Uh, oh, yeah. I've seen that on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I I'm very happy because he loves it. It's one of the few things I've made him that he actually likes. Um, because I did a um, I did a, a feather finish concrete on the outside, so it's really grippy. So he loved he, he can like climb up and down the outside walls. Oh, that's super cool. Cute. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. You know, like my my video or my YouTube is now just going to be um, building different houses for squirrels, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have been all waiting for so that's perfect. i mean i think i found my exactly. calling so yeah yeah next up will be like a little western scenario where it's like oh, a saloon yes, please, and a jail <laughs> oh, and, <yes>. yeah <laughs> i mean i i have actually been thinking about doing this for a while because i always oh, wanted yes. to build like a bunch of gary places and like do every building is in a different style and i think that a a little western style you know showdown would be really the cute, west so. world of gary's Exactly. You know, you, you need you need the matching uh, Disney princess uh, clothing for like every single one. Uh, I said I'm wearing oh, my no. fleece onesie. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> for, oh, that for every single one. Okay, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very versatile. Um, it does attract sand though, and hair and everything because it's fleece. <sighs> but yeah, that's 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 my plan. Is more more houses for squirrels and then. Um, since I already said on Instagram that I'm going to start working on my house again in January, I guess I have to do that now too, which is why I usually don't say what I'm thinking about doing because I don't like it when people hold me accountable for things that I've said. I, f I think it's really rude. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's the problem that I have as well. I don't announce my, my future projects uh, too early because after that, people kind of expect me to do it. So I don't, have yeah. to, I don't want to have this pressure of... I've, I've said I will do it, so now I have to do it. And if 
my inspiration changes or my plan changes or life gets in the way it's like yeah another thing that you have to carry and that that's that's not great yeah and it's interesting too because it's like just having um a bunch of strangers constantly asking me like are you did you give up youtube are you still building the house when are you going to do this when are you do this and like i i love that people are so engaged with it and like really curious about it. But at the same time, like, I wonder how they would feel if like every day, a hundred strangers were like, why aren't you doing anything with your life? <laughs> why yeah, are I, you lazy? <laughs> no, I think it's a good thing because it means that, that they miss you and they want to see more. When I don't publish a video in like two or three months or six months or almost a year, like I did uh, last year or two years ago, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody asks me, when do you go back, go back to making videos? And still so we don't I give a fuck. I guess when nobody gave and, a fuck. And yeah, you, <laughs> the resume still don't. So, so that, that's <laughs> good. See? No, I, I, think, I think when people contact you and ask you for news and, and more videos, it, it's like them expressing... Um, Love, love towards you. I think in in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, it and can that's be why weird love as well. I'm, it's I'm, why I don't tell them to fuck off. But like, you know, there's a difference between um, like uh, if any of you guys were like, "Hey, what's going on with the house?" I'd be like, oh, "Let me tell you." Um, but literally, like people I don't know who are just like, "Did you stop? Are you okay? What are you doing?" And it's like, okay, if one person I don't know asked me, that's like, "Hey, no, it's fine. Like, I'm I'm still working on it, or at least I'm trying to work on it, or." Like today, I'm just going to try and see if I can get out of bed and like cleanse my body and maybe brush my teeth today. Um, but it's it's weird, this idea that like, you know, when you when you put stuff out on the Internet, it's like you want people that you don't know to watch it. And then all of a sudden they have all these questions about you and your personal life and what you're doing with, you know, your future. And it's like, whoa, too much, too much. I don't know how to handle this. Because that's that's one of the really sort of weird things of the whole YouTube thing or any of the social media thing that if you want to make a living out of it is that, oh, you want other people that you don't know to watch it because you need sort of you them to sell engagement. their attention. But you yeah. don't want to know that people you don't know have seen your things. Or even worse, you might not even want to know that people you like have seen your things. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. And like, as soon as I hit like publish, I'm like, great, I don't have to think about it ever again. This is done, like moving on. Um, but that's not really the way it works with social media yeah i think two things that could help is one uh never give give them the year you can say spring just don't put the year <laughs> after it <laughs> and the next one i mean if they ask about your property just go out there in the morning the afternoon and the evening like shoot different pictures and just upload them like every couple of months it's like yep still the same still working on it thank you <laughs> it's like stop bothering me <laughs> well, i think one of the biggest problems i ran into is when i released my first video on the poop house um everyone just assumed that this was like how everyone else does it, where they're like, oh yeah, I did this like 10 years ago and I'm just gonna start dropping videos. I'm like, no, 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 I literally just finished mm -hmm. just cleaning out the house and then I made a video and then I put it out. Like nothing else has happened. And people are like, oh, how does it look now? I'm like, it looks exactly like what I showed you because we're like, this is in real time. And I feel like that's been really hard for people to understand. Um, mm. And also just, you know, the technical difficulties you have as a person who doesn't know how to do any of the things that, that need to happen. So that's also a, a small problem that I have to overcome. Yeah, just, just a small one. 
I think the people are so used of of TV that they they expect a new episode like every week on the same topic. Like when you start a series of or about the house, like it's the next one will be next week, and mm-hmm. and so the excitement or, or the Netflix thingy and, where it's like okay, that's gonna be released every other day now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and they need to understand that sh- most of us making YouTube videos are working alone on the project, on the editing, on the everything that needs to happen for the video to be alive uh, on the internet. So it takes time. And, and if you want to do the project right, you need to take the time to do the project right first, to film it right, to edit it and publish it and, and everything and everything. We are not like a 50-person crew to be able to do everything and just say, oh, I'm going to tear down that wall and 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 you show five minutes of yourself doing it and then 20 other people just break the walls for you whilst you're filming something else in another corner of the house so yeah it, it's it's a tricky game that we are playing but people are most most of the time people are are supporting and understanding and some are like i want the the, the next part now because it can understand that we are we are alone doing that Yeah, and I think it's funny because um, the the two most common things that I hear from from people when I say people, I don't mean like anyone like really within the community, but just like random people who just came across my videos in some way. Um, their their fixes for that are like, well, why don't you just hire a construction crew? I'm like, do you understand that the reason why you watch the video is because it's me doing it? It's mm-hmm. not like a construction crew who is a professional like that's what they do for a living. Like you don't watch those channels. You're watching this random girl in the desert just move someone else's garbage. And like, that's why you're here. And so it's like, that doesn't fix anything. And the other the other one is just the, the funny concept of, well, if I wasn't filming this, it would go a lot faster, <laughs> which I think yeah. every time I make a video where I'm like, oh my gosh, because I'm like, okay, well, I should, I, I can't do this now because I have to film that. But then the, like, it's, I have to be outside, but it's really windy and it's really cold. So I can't do that because my camera keeps falling over. And then, okay, now I have the studios free because Ben's not home, but it's like, you know, two o'clock in the morning and I don't want to be using a hammer drill. So like, Why? yeah, um, because sound travels in the desert. And I, I, I like I like to I like to reserve um, the right to be upset that the Airbnb next door is sometimes really loud and it, it doesn't go over so well when it's like you use power tools in the middle of the night. I'm like, yeah. what's your point? Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a fair that's point. That's why I move in the desert to be able to use power tools at 2 a.m. Well, it's like my, on my property, it would be fine. It's out in the middle of nowhere. But this is like technically a neighborhood. Really? Yeah, we're we're the weird neighbors. It's yeah. It, I, I, everyone I know, can see it. I know yard. that part, but is it would just be a cold <laughs> <Yeah>. neighborhood. <laughs> the, the people next door are trying to sell their house and I swear like every time someone goes over there to take a look at it, I feel like leaning over the fence being like, We're just renting. We're not gonna be here forever. Like this house isn't always gonna look like pure garbage, <laughs> I promise. <sighs> yeah, I feel bad for them. We're definitely those neighbors. Grace, what about you? What we were restarting because you froze. Uh, oh. We kept on on going with. Uh, yeah, no worries. Just this week, but what about your week? How was it? Uh, yes. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> no, okay. Sorry, up. So, and I might be talking over you guys because everything is so delayed right now. Um, and, unless no, Russ was talking. That was that's fine. I was that was on purpose talking over Russ. Just <laughs> a uh, uh, short thing about you said where everything taking longer with video. There might be a solution for that, and it involves little harnesses and GoPros. <laughs> uh, did did you know that a GoPro weighs more than a Gary? Uh, yep, twice as much, three times as much. <laughs> They're made out of cotton balls and like hopes and dreams. Yeah. Oh. They're so, so light. If I could attach a camera, like if I had little spy cams, also if I could actually like catch a Gary, I would totally harness a little camera on him. But yeah, unfortunately, okay. he's very uncooperative and hates being touched. Why don't you just <laughs> Which, go outside much and like sing? I do. Isn't that what you always do? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said because oh. I was laughing at my own joke. That's fine. It doesn't funny anyway. <laughs> Someone has to laugh at it. Everything is so delayed, it's driving me crazy. But <laughs> uh, my week, thank then, you for asking. Then just use then just use a chariot and two Gary's GoPro on the chariot. Yes, no, maybe. You look oh, way yeah. too excited about this. But also, oh my gosh, you've seen Ben Hur, right? We could do like a whole yeah, chariot yeah. race with Gary's and oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll get to work. I right am on pretty that. excited about it. I love this for you, boss. Raz, you're weak. Speaking yes. of furry balls. <laughs> Raz, fur balls. Fur weak? balls. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no further comment, Your Honor. Uh, I'll plead the fifth, or whatever you say over there. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I my, uh, Friday, I uh, me and my dad and my brothers we went out uh, to have dinner. It's sort of one of the things. Like my dad is getting old, we sort of ran out of things to give him, except like nice kids. But that sort of f- fails by default at this point. Uh, so we take him out to dinner. So all of us was out at, the, at this French restaurant for some odd reason uh, in Oslo, which was stupid expensive because I pl- paid 40 quid for like a bit of fish. Yeah, French cuisine. That's yeah. how much you have to pay for yeah. fish. Uh, I went home and ate another dinner, as you would expect. But <laughs> as, uh, when I we would were think out, you did that anyways. Yeah, I also yeah. before we went out. So that's like... Okay, well, there you yeah. go. Okay. Uh, but while we were out there, like my, my brother, uh, middle brother, he is studying screenwriting. So, and he has been working on a TV show script. There's no need to go into like a lot of details, but like uh, our whole family first very personally attacked. <laughs> so of course we helped workshop all of this and sort of like, oh yes, but what if the youngest brother got the, like Down syndrome and falls in love with the priest's priest's wife? <laughs> nice. And like we had, in, in this case, we were at a shabby bunch in a really fancy restaurant, just shouting like script writing things at each other, and we got glances. This is from not everyone. at all hard to imagine. <laughs> no, no, probably not. And then Saturday, uh, Stian, who was on, he had his wedding finally. Yeah, congrats. Yes, well done him yeah. for like. Saying yes, catching one uh, or uh, I, something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but but the, the fun thing is like, uh, of course they did the bridal waltz kind of thing, but he doesn't dance mer- very much or at all. So as soon as the bridal waltz was done, uh, I got to dance with, with with the bride and do the swing dancing and eat cake and all of the good things. So I had cool. lots of fun doing that, and also it it's it's a 
weird bunch of scouts that meet together. So it's it was in this like uh basically like a house built in the image of all of the traditional Norwegian fairy tales. So like not it was like real nice, posh, big, you know, everything, but it had like like all of the pictures everywhere were fr- depictions from Norwegian fairy tales. And it was this massive like timber framed log cabin and fireplaces that were lit and everything. So it was, uh, I mean, not like James Maltese outside scout-like wedding, but it, it was a very, very good Norwegian version of it. Also, it's winter in Norway, so it'll snow everywhere. And yeah. I have a question. I've seen a video of you dancing with the bite, which was great. Uh, but what, what I noticed uh, was that all the guys were wearing the traditional Norwegian costume, yeah. I believe. Uh, not everyone, but a lot of us were, yeah. Yeah. Is that a tradition in Norway when you're going to a wedding or, or yeah. you dress uh, however you want? Or It's a bit back and forth. Um, in my case, I don't own a suit. Okay. Uh, so whenever I go to like any event where you would wear a suit, uh, culturally, mm-hmm. you can also wear the Bunad, our national costume. So I, I just do that instead. Okay. And because okay. I have one and I like it and my stepmom made it, made it for me, it's like, of course I want to use it all the time I can. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's like funerals, weddings, it's like galas and, uh, our constitutional day, 17th of May. So it's like all of those big national things where you normally would consider wearing a suit. Maybe not like the full three-piece thing, but like, yeah. Also, it's made of wool, so it's very handy for Norwegian weather. weather. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Okay. And what else did I do? Oh, yes, also, I bought another anvil. Of course you did. Yeah. And we can move on from there. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Do you... Do you... Call them by your name? Do you do you give them a name to Yeah, this is a big fucking bastard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, also I thought it was a hundred nice. kilo anvil and I was like going to pick it up. I was like, oh fucking hell. I I've gone weak. This is heavy. And <laughs> and then I put it down uh, outside of my car and I look at it like, oh, it's a hundred and fifty kilo anvil. That explains a whole lot. <laughs> now you're just bragging. So <laughs> no, I the problem was I wasn't able to walk with it. I was like this is awkward. This is new. <laughs> so I had to do one of those things where I sort of just pick it up in one direction and then turn and then drop it down and then sort of huddle up to it and then lift it and just go forward and hood forward. <laughs> Until I yeah, get welcome it onto- to my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. Until I could get it onto a pallet and I was like, yeah, into elevator and down the steps and all of that. Yeah. Was it you, Jess? We were uh, traveling to uh, Jimmy's uh, with a Nanville in your... Uh- Yes, um, I I have transported two anvils now, but the bigger of the two, um, I actually, Ben bought me an anvil from Chris Zepp from Make Everything. And uh, he and Brett loaded it into my Prius at Jimmy's house. It is a 300 pound anvil. And I drove it across the country. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's been (laughs) in my garage for like two years doing nothing because I have nowhere to put it. Um, cause I don't have a forge or anything. And so it's just like on, shame. on the little, a little dolly so it can like wheel around. So yeah, it's sad. I haven't used either of my anvils actually. It's very sad. Yeah, that is very I sad. I just up smuggling anvils from state to state. To well, no one expects a Prius to have an anvil in it. <laughs> no, 
that especially especially when you suddenly have to stop in a brick wall the animal will just go through and you have this <laughs> animal shaped hole in the brick wall as well <laughs> don't be ridiculous the anvil whiz more than the car it's not going anywhere <laughs> if anything the anvil staying still in the car is just right past it <laughs> fair enough <sighs> did we have a topic thing is that where we're going to Apparently well, you good did. Segue. Oh, I did. Yes, almost, almost <laughs> well, a segue. Yeah. Raz is the pro pro of the segue. You you don't yeah. see it coming. Never. Okay. So what is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I had this. See, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, for some reason, I stumble upon an old clip from uh, How I Met Your Mother. And it, the episode itself doesn't matter, but it got me thinking that they were talking about the whole thing of all of the things they did like years and years back that they still consider themselves part of. And sort of in in my case, it's like, yeah, I, I still consider myself a scout and someone who does karate, but it's been five years since I was on my last scouting thing. And it's, I mean, I did karate up until I was 16, 17, like uh, m- multiple times a week for 10 10 years but then now it's been 13 years 12 years when i haven't done it and it's weird kind of realization of saying like i used to be someone who did a hell of a lot of karate and i technically still think of myself as one but it's been more time since i did karate last than i actually ever did karate if that makes sense and it's sort of i just got me thinking on the whole thing of like how we think of ourselves versus who we might actually have turned into at this point. Hmm. Too deep? Too much? No, I feel attacked. (laughs) (laughs) You're still French, Red. It's okay. Yeah, but it's been been said on this podcast so many times that I'm getting old and all of that. So (laughs) me thinking, thinking of me being like young, fit, able to snowball and do martial arts like i used to i now realize that it's a long gone dream of or the image of myself has to be uh reassessed uh i, I need to adjust probably yeah uh, maybe what i think of myself now and and that's totally fair because I, as you said Raz, um i've 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 done snow. I've I've been snowboarding uh, a lot for a, a, during a period of my life, but it this period was like probably ten years, and it was more than ten years ago. So even though I consider myself like a, a very good snowboarder, it was me at that time. I was a really good snowboarder, snowboarder like fifteen years ago. Now, if I would go back and and do it again. Uh, I'm not sure I would be that good because of the lack of practice and the years gone in between these like two practices. So yeah, I, I, yeah. You fucked up your ankle while digging a trench. That, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too, that too. Uh, um, so no, I think it's a very interesting topic. Like how how do you see yourself compared to how you feel yourself? Yeah. Some somehow. Yeah, I mean, for, in, in my case, like, I've been, I don't consider myself a swing dancer, but that's the one hobby I have outside of blacksmithing at the moment, and I do it a hell of a lot, and I've been doing it for five years, I'm realizing now. Is it also the newest thing, though? 
Like you said, you did karate like in your past. You were a yeah. scout in the past, whereas like swing dancing is the most recent thing. So in 10 years, when you haven't done it for 10 years, you'd be like, yeah, I'm a swing dancer. I might have the same sort of <laughs> mental problem back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being sort of hypo- a wandering hypocrite of just saying, no, I am the thing I used to be 10 years ago and always trying to play catch up with what I'm actually mm. doing. So what it would be a good starting point, I think, to to just enlarge the idea of what you used to be, because you said you you were a scout and a um, practicing karate. Is there something else that you consider yourself to be uh, now compared to what you really are? Yes and no. I mean, the scout thing. Uh, to me, scouting is way more uh, just a mentality instead of an activity. It is a mentality of just wanting to take care of nature and people around you and being outside and all of those things. And in my mind, it's not actually limited by how often you actually do sleep outside or how many campfires or forests you set fire to. I mean, a lot of scouts do set fire to forests, but they don't tend to talk about it. That's a different story. Uh, hey, we all do that. Thank you. Thank you. That helps. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, I never considered myself a photographer, but I have kept on taking pictures since I was 15 and went like and, and got my first hands on a camera. Uh, I keep doing that, like, if, if not every single day, nearly, but then at least like every single week. But I don't consider myself a photographer because it's always just been uh, sort of to serve all of the other things I was doing. Like now But it also raises a question like um, there's a difference between being a photographer and liking to do photography, right? So it's like I wouldn't call myself a blacksmith because I'm obviously not, but I really like blacksmithing. And so it's like I'm not going to say that I don't do it um, because every once in a while I do. But um, I do think it's interesting that a lot of people will identify with the thing that they're interested in or working on or do sometimes, but kind of frame it in a way where it's like maybe not exactly accurate and maybe taking away a little bit from people who really put their focus on it. That's too early to say that. No. (laughs) Uh, But but, yeah, there was something there though. Uh, I, I, yes, a lot of people I think feel like they might be using their hobbies to identify who they are. Whereas I'm realizing that I'm very much Rasmus first. That's 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 like the core identifier of who yep. I am. That's Rasmus. Yes, 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 so true. We all, I think we all heartily that. agree. Yep. And, and, yeah. Like all the other words keep uh, I would use to describe myself, they are just trying to s- translate and explain what I am. I'm not defined by them. I'm trying to use them to define me. Mm-hmm. If that makes if like the other way around, if that makes sense. No. And while you were saying it, it made sense, but then you asked if it made sense, and I'm like, I forgot what you said. (laughs) So it's like, uh, I think I know who I am. So if I meet someone new and they want like the quick, easy way of trying to understand me as a person, here's like the catchphrases, the keywords I can give them that will sort of explain it. But then there's a whole lot of things in between those words that either I can't put into words or that is not really something that can be translated or it's something that changes so quickly, even just by mood, that I wouldn't be able to put a word on it. 
Yeah, which is the whole reason why the term maker became a thing. And it's not even yeah. necessarily to identify yourself to people outside the community, but it's so that you can identify yourself within the community. Because anyone outside the community, it's like, well, what do you make? I'm like, I just said I'm a maker. I can make whatever I want. It's yeah, like, no, yeah. but what do you do? It's like, I just said. Um, but yeah, that is that is an interesting thing because we really need to have labels to explain ourselves. And so other people can be like, well, tell me like details about it. Um, but it, within the labels, it, they become such black and white things where it's just like, I am this or I am not this, or I used to do this and it has influenced how I do things today. And so it's like, basically, whenever anyone's like, oh, who are you and what do you do? It's like, Okay. Um, how, much, how, how much time do you got? <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, how interested are you? Like, do you just want me to like say a sentence or do you want me to explain like, well, I was homeschooled as a child because yeah. <laughs> like, that already explains a lot. Um, but yeah, it identity for yourself gets so mixed up in just how we try to identify ourselves to others because who you think you are is very different from who other people think you are. And a lot of it is just a breakdown in communication because within the four of us, you can say, I am Rasmus. And we all say, yes, I am also <laughs> Rasmus. Um, no, I'm Steve. But you say that to any random <laughs> you say that to yeah. any random person. They're like, who are you? And you're like, I'm Rasmus. And they're like, what's up with this fucking guy? Right? Yeah. So, that's yeah. my question. Do, do you, are, you, are you the best to define yourself or to define who you are? Because you have a view on who you are based on your expanse of life, but other people will be able to define you based on their expanse yeah. with you. And sometimes your view of yourself can, can be biased. You're, you're not objective when you think about yourself. Oh, it's and always biased. Yeah. Always. And, and and so if if Jess and I would would have a discussion about who is Rasmus, <laughs> oh, I I'm bet, afraid of uh, this. <laughs> the, the... No, we definitely have to have that conversation sometime. <laughs> uh, uh, I bet I bet the um, what would come out of this discussion would be very different uh, compared to me asking Rasmus, "Who are you?" Like oh, directly. I'm, I'm I'm going to guess not like in specifics, but when you used to describe other people you're describing them by what they've done. Not, but not the, necessarily. I would probably identify myself by what I'm interested in and what I'm thinking about. Yeah, but that doesn't define you. Your interest is not... What is you. your definition of defining yourself? <laughs> oh, that, that's going to be deep. I, I don't know. Uh, it's, no, it's easy. Rasmus, it's food. <laughs> <laughs> layers yeah, and layers of food. Yep, that's exactly. it. But, but notice though, like you're the one who mentioning food. Like that's not part of my vocabulary about myself. Yes, but you something we all think about you. Exactly. 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 So that's yes, you. But I am not focusing on that. No, because you do that all the time, so you don't even have to think about it yes. when you do it. So it's like really part of you. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> you 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 don't define yourself as a photographer. Jan, do you call yourself no. a photographer? No, why? No, because I, you have I so many cameras and you do that for for well, you've I, done I that started, I started for a long taking time photos now. when I was probably like 6 years old and I was like given my first point and shoot camera with film. 
but and I always liked doing it. And I used to do party photography, like back in the days when in the internet you still there were like pages where you could upload the pictures from like the party in your town to show the people. Like yeah. it was way be- before Facebook and stuff like that. I used to do that for a couple of years for some of the communities, but um, I never called myself a photographer once. And why is like, that? I was, I enjoyed going to the parties, having the, the, I didn't drink alcohol and I was allowed backstage access to all the parties because they knew me and I was the one shooting the photos. So for me, that was like a win-win-win situation. I was real, I was a really big introvert back then. So not having, being at the parties, being uh, having access to all the parties, being behind like the bar shooting pictures into the masses, not having to talk to anyone. That was like, like my dream hobby at the time. But I would not you saw like, it through a I filter. never hmm? You saw it through a filter. Like yeah, you exactly. had something in between you. That's the desk for the interviewer of the late night TV show where there's the thing in the middle. So it's like you have your separate side, so you don't you're not like interacting face to face. You have something in between you. It's very exactly, important yeah. for people I was, like us. It was it was really nice doing that at the time, but I never saw myself as a photographer because I didn't know shit about composition or about like things that usually people think about when they talk about photography. No, I was basically the one doing the selfies for the people. Like they were checking the internet page the next time if somebody shot a picture of them with it, like one of the first digital cameras where they were just like piecing out on it and it just like, yeah, okay, that was it. Yeah, so but, I, but now, now you know a lot more about <clears throat> the cameras uh, themselves and you know about composition and light and and uh, ISO of the film and all of that. So yeah. why don't you call yourself photographer now? Because when I don't you think are... I'm there yet. But that's it's my kind of like just exactly. it's kind of like just explained which like the same with blacksmithing. I love doing back I like I love to do blacksmithing. I love to do photography. But I wouldn't call myself a photographer. Yeah, but that, that that's my I'm point. not I'm I not think, sure if I, I think for me that the line I'm not going to be able to get, explain my point. <laughs> no, no. I, I, sorry. I I think for me No, it's that's okay. You have getting, to delay so that, that that's okay. Um paid for it or not. So it's mostly just That's that's mainly I for think For you it's it, mostly def- the definitional difference between being an amateur and a professional, whether you get paid for it. I think this is in my mind like if I think about it now this is probably where it is it's like if somebody would pay me to like shoot a wedding or something like that then I would be able to call myself a photographer if uh, somebody else asks me it's like well sees my work if I'm doing blacksmithing says well this is good like I want to buy something I think in that moment you can basically call yourself that as more as a job perspective I'm not saying this is correct I'm just yeah, like yeah, this is how I kind that, of that's feel perfectly valid yeah yeah it is just curious, sort of, that uh, for me, it, I think it's more of a skill thing where I feel like I need to have a certain amount of skill in something to like, put one of my major traits as being that thing, if that makes sense. Like, if I'm going to call myself, I can call myself blacksmith because I have been doing it for 10 years. I feel like I know some things about blacksmithing very well. But I don't feel like I can call myself a swing dancer yet because I don't feel like I'm all that good at yet. Even though I have been doing it for five years and I know I have been getting a lot better over those years. But to me, I, I get also like the difference yeah. between like, oh, I get paid for this, then I am a person who does this on a serious level. Even though you might be more shit than someone who is only doing it for a hobby, but they have just somehow 
more skill in that thing. Personally, I don't think that the fact the fact that people pay you for for a thing makes you the the person that do the thing. I agree. Uh, like if if um, Jan, you said if someone asked me to uh, take photograph of their wedding, or I would be I would call myself a photographer. If you don't offer your services to take picture at weddings, you will never be able to call yourself a photographer. Even though you can be very good at taking pictures, knowing everything about cameras or everything about. Uh, how to how to frame something and so on and so on. Yeah, I I I I think that there is in our um, educational system uh, skills are um, sometimes uh, mis um, represented, so to speak. Um, you, you're supposed to go to school to learn stuff. The stuff that you're supposed to learn at at some point. Are supposed to turn into skills, and those skills are supposed to be useful when you go to work, right? That's that's the ideal path of education. Okay. In order to 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 rate your skills, you get a diploma, you get a degree, and so in people's mind, the degree represents a certain level of skills, and I think that's so deep uh, in our minds that people call themselves something when they have a diploma or a degree yeah. of the thing. So if you've been in, in a, a blacksmith's uh, school and after one, two, three years, you get the, the degree of the school, you can call yourself a blacksmith. Either you suck at it or people buy your stuff or not, you would call yourself a blacksmith because you have the degree on your wall and, and you're proud of it because it represents all your journey as uh from a student does that to make you a professional mic puncher at this point <laughs> yes that was an yeah, extra good was. one <laughs> like how everyone just kind of like side eyes each other and smile <laughs> sorry i need to get that out of the way um, sorry i was just busy thinking dr blacksmith phd and like that's the thing that i need on my wall yeah but uh, the, the other thing is the other thing is that you don't specially need a degree or diploma of anything to be able to call yourself whatever you want to call yourself i come up i've lived in a in a country where the 10,000 hours of something is very yeah. uh, still alive. Like in Japan, if you want to become something, whatever it is that you want to become, there is this very deeply um, uh, anchored in society. You have to be good at it. And first, you're going to you're gonna watch it. You're going to watch a master doing it like for all year. Then you're going to practice only one thing. And then another one and another one. And in the end, after 10 years, after 10,000 hours of doing it, you will become the thing. And after 10 more years or 20 more years, you will become the master of the thing. So it, it, you don't have a diploma. It's just practice. It's just skills, as you said, Rez. But you, even though you don't, uh, just ask uh, uh, a Japanese master in anything. Uh, I've, I've, w I was watching a movie about a guy, he's the last one making traditional uh, samurai armors in Japan. He's the last one. And, and they call him master, master armor make, uh, uh, maker or whatever the title is in English. Uh, he says himself, he's not the master, he's just the last one. 
and he doesn't consider himself as a real good one, even though the work is astonishing, really amazing, but he's not there yet in his mind. So the representation of himself made by other people and the image that he has of himself are two completely different and separate things. So that, that's yeah. why it makes me think that you're not always the best judge to call yourself whatever you want to call yourself in a good or in a bad way. That's you're true. very bad to judge who you are, I think. I, I have I have to disagree though with something you said, right? When you said it's like, well, just because somebody went to school for it, like, and he's allowed to uh, like put on the diploma. Um, this is probably one of the gripes I have with like, put, to call myself either a blacksmith or a photographer is photography especially or like blacksmith as part of another job as a um, it, for, uh, it used to be called Schlosser in Germany where blacksmithing was part of it as, as the job description it's a job you learn you go to school for for about like three and a half to four years depending on the job like it's an actual job and you get your degree in the end so those people learned the basics learned the techniques and also they got tested for it so they have you also talked about them that they it's, it's a protected title you need to have the certification to call yourself that and it's not well i can i can tell myself that i'm a photographer um or a, a blacksmith i don't think those jobs are i'm not sure if they like protected in that sense but i would go so far to tell like to call myself a hobby photographer yeah because this is something completely yes. different than somebody who went because i think it's like I, i'm a little bit more humble when it comes to that because i think it's discrediting the people that actually like learn for the job and like went to school to choose to learn this job and went through all of the hardship just to have a guy standing next to him that swings a hammer once a week and says well i'm a blacksmith too or like to picks up a camera and like well i know iso so i'm a yeah. photographer yeah that, that's not the same and maybe sure, like sure. even if i would have if that guy just get out of school and i've been doing it for 20 years as long as i have not learned the job like i'm going with hobby photographer because I would never like, I don't know. I think it's like, that would be like the right imposter, not imposter syndrome, but being an imposter for that. But it's just how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the reasons why historically going to school for something and having a degree in something specific like that used to be so much more important because it was the only way that we really knew it's like, okay, well, he probably knows what he's doing, right? Like in the age of information, I could go and watch a bunch of YouTube videos on surgery and then perform a surgery and like, hey, now I'm a surgeon, right? And it's like, if all the conditions are perfect, I could probably pull it off. One of the big problems is if you're not actually a surgeon, what if something tiny goes wrong? What do you do? Well, yeah. we don't know because we're not watching people make these mistakes. We're watching them do the thing correctly. So that to me, that's one of the big things that designates that, oh, you are a thing or you are not a thing. But I think also, like, we have this problem of still needing things like certificates and doctorates and a piece of paper that said you studied a thing because we can't trust people to say, I am this thing or I am not that thing. And so the yeah, best thing that we have to safeguard against that is like, this is my piece of paper that says I at least attended a school and they didn't <laughs> kick me out. So it's yeah. like, odds are that person is probably more qualified 
than another person. Um, so it, it, it becomes a problem more in today's society where you're absolutely right. Like having a diploma does not make you the best person for whatever the job is, but it, it shows something that another person can't show without like building a house or performing a surgery or playing a concerto. Like without just that physical proof, this is the best thing we have in the, in like right in the middle. Just maybe, maybe as a side point to that though, that, like the worst doctor in the class that graduates is still a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes. It- he has the same diploma, the same degree as the best doctor of the promotion of that year. Yeah, but he's also a, probably a better doctor than you are. Yeah, but he still sucks compared to the best one. Yeah, but what's your point with that? Like, we're not, <laughs> we're, I mean, we're not here to like rate how good doctors are or how good no, leather workers are. Like, we're, no, 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 we're asking sure, sure. like how we identify. I, I, the, 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 I think j- just to end with this doctor thing, uh, that, that's a discussion that we had with, with Rasmus because I was saying to my dad. I actually to listened my dad, to that. Um, that uh, my dad's doctor really sucks. Mm-hmm. Really, really sucks. She, she, she's never there. She's always on vacation. When she is, she doesn't really care about what she's doing. Uh, so I'm trying to convince my dad to change, to go th- see another doctor. And, and I explained that to him. Like, she is a doctor because she has a diploma. But she probably graduated, like, with the worst um, 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 what, what, graduation? Uh, no, that, um, that's grades? not the word. Grades, thank you. The worst mm. grades in the class. She was just good enough to get a diploma. So she's still a doctor compared to someone that was just a little bit uh, lower compared to her, but she still sucks as a doctor. But does so, she suck as a doctor? Because it just sounds like she's a really shitty human. Probably right? both, both yeah. <laughs> I think. But yeah, probably both. But uh, my point being, like, if you need to, to trust someone with your life, you should trust someone... Uh, you should go someone that's good. That uh, w- when you have when you have to get surgery, you do your research. Like you 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 pick the surgeon that has good reputation. Because if you go to the worst uh, surgeon in town, you you might die, and you don't want that to happen. Same thing when you are hire a photographer or someone to redo your roof or the electricity in your house. You want the job to be well done because you don't want to die in your sleep because the house is is burning down you still have to compare apples to apples though right like i'd rather go to a bad doctor like with my bone is sticking out than to the in town blacksmith which is gonna say well i'm gonna take that glowing piece of iron and i'm just gonna burn it out or it's like oh he's the best baker in town i'm gonna let him do my electrical installation and he's going to burn down my house. <laughs> well, that's like people asking me. They're like, people will send me uh, questions um, through social media and be like, oh, I'm going to build like a deck off of my my second story bedroom. Like, um, do you think that these beams are like structural? I'm like, why are you asking me? Like, I built houses for squirrels. Like, like don't ask a DIY. Like, if you're doing something that, you know, doesn't have the potential to kill your entire family... Sure, ask a DIYer if you just want like, oh, I'm doing this thing and I'm stuck here. Like, how did you do it? That's fine. But like, you don't ask important questions of people who are not qualified. And that's why we have certification and diploma and degrees. 
because people need to be able to trust you to a certain yes or youtube channels so you can just show off what you can do oh yeah exactly (laughs) yeah exactly oh i thought of my other point that i was trying to remember my other point is that one of the big reasons that we have the degrees and diplomas and like i went to this school and all of these things is so that when something goes wrong you can point your finger back at them and say you told me rather than having someone else be like oh well i didn't really know you just asked my opinion like what do I know? I just like make houses for squirrels. Whereas the person, the doctor who has his diploma on the wall and then like cuts off your leg instead of your arm, like you can <laughs> you point at that and drinking. be like, well, that, <laughs> yeah, like that, that, that tells me that you are supposed to know what you're doing. That's why I'm here. So it's like, it's responsibility. If, if you would have so, done your job right, I would not be able to point at that picture because my arm would be missing. <laughs> We're all like, that, that right there. That's, that's why they, they make you sign the weaver at the, at before surgery. Oh, when I had my foot surgery, they made me mark with a Sharpie on my legs. Oh, fuck. Which is like, I mean, they, it's not like that's the only reason that they know what they're doing. But it's like, it, it's kind of like the, the thing where it's like, you're acknowledging and they're acknowledging. They Just to be sure. Amputate a leg. Yeah, they do an X on the leg that you cut off. <laughs> but it does not you make you off. feel good. <laughs> it does not make you feel good when you're about to nope. go under anesthesia. And they're like... Okay, yeah. just write on your leg what we're supposed to do. And I was something, like, can I go home? Something happened in France uh, this week. It was all over the news. A guy went to see uh, an ophthalmologist, that guy that takes care of, mm-hmm. of the eyes. And he was he was just going there for a check, right? And uh, he cut the, off his leg. Oh. No, he burned, he burned both eyes with a laser. And now the oh, guy fuck. is blind because he was thinking that it was, it was, it was someone else. So he was like, okay, oh, you're here, sit down, uh, we're going to start, and boom, the guy is blind. And he was just here right. to, to, be, to be checked. That's accountability, that responsibility is, um, it's, it's not only because of the diploma, but, but, but I agree, Jess, like the diploma, the degrees are like here to, um, um, for the people to have to take responsibility of their action if something goes wrong. I'm absolutely... I, I agree with that. Uh, the problem is that when people say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm responsible, but not guilty. Like I've did something, but because I am a doctor, I am whatever I am. I, I can't be blamed because mistakes happens. Yeah, sure. Which is also happen, not but... incorrect, right? It, it super sucks, but it's not incorrect. Yeah, and like, so... we can't expect anyone to be mistake free 100% of the time. The problem Absolutely. is how high are the stakes? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, you know, if, if, if you just want me to carry a bag of groceries from the car to the house and I trip and fall, it's like, OK, well, that sucked, but stakes are low. Um, but, you know, when I accidentally blinded you with my laser, like that was also a mistake. I tripped and fell and blinded you. Um, so responsible. Yes. Guilty. I mean, that's more of a philosophical question and a question of law. <laughs> And malpractice. Oh, so, Raz, what are you now? Hungry. That you are not I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, what what were you that you are not anymore? You talked about scouts, but as as you said, you're you it's, it's still a state of mind or of way of of uh, seeing the world and and life and protecting nature, right? You're still able to to build up a fire from. Almost nothing. You're still able to sleep in the woods. So even even though you don't do it 
every day. So you're still a scout, right? You've practiced karate for years. So if you would be, um, if you'd get caught uh, in a fight, you would probably still able to throw a few punch before uh, to run away before running away or winning the fight or get knocked out, right? So uh, there is that. Is there something else that you would have considered yourself to be at some point, but not anymore? Because the, my point being, the, all the skills that you've learned being a scout, being uh, uh, um, practicing karate for years, you still have them. You don't use them very often, so it's like a bit yeah. rusted, probably. Just like me yeah. and my martial arts, yeah, I would have to practice again to get good at again. But you have not forgotten everything. When it, when it comes to karate, I think I'm very much in the fallacy of not remembering how much I've forgotten. Uh, meaning, I have the feeling that yeah, I I think I could defend myself reasonably well or at least put up a fight but that doesn't mean i know enough that i could perform karate in a good manner anymore probably but you're still better than someone who has never practiced karate yeah yeah that, by the way that's true uh but sort of the, uh, to answer your point a bit uh, question a bit better though uh track and field i used to do a hell of a lot of track and field from when I was 8 till 14 or 12 or something. And I set a national record for 10-year-olds in pole vaulting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, which, I mean... <laughs> I feel so useless. <laughs> uh, but it's like one of those things where like, oh, I just did that. And then I stopped doing track and field, but kept on with so many other things. And it Relatively speaking, I was so young, it was so, so short a time that I never considered myself someone doing all of that. At least, I don't think I've thought about that since I was in my early teens, at least. But... At the, at the time, though, like, if people asked you, like, questions about yourself, would that be part of your response? Is like, I do track and field? Yeah, at the, at the time it probably was. Um, I don't recall like conversation specifically but i'm fairly certain like oh i would just ramble off all of these lists of interests i had at the time and track and field and pole vaulting and running jumping climbing trees would be on that list kind of thing you're uh, so weird <laughs> i love it it's great <laughs> yeah no actually i i sorry I, I yeah i think i actually stopped doing all the track and field stuff when i got into the scouts because there's only so many days in a week and i only have two parents that want to drive me to things so <laughs> Do you consider yourself as a gamer? Yeah, very much so. But yes, that's a thing also, because I, 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 maybe I get a chance now to play five hours in a week. Where when I was in secondary school, I mean, World of Warcraft was a thing. I clocked in a year inside yeah. of that world on a character. Of course you did as well. So yeah. yeah. Okay, but I have a question, though, because um, this is something me, me I've first. actually been wondering. Me, me okay. first, me first. Jess, do you consider yourself as a gamer? No. Why? I don't. I don't. So this is, you should have let me ask my question first. <laughs> no. Shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will never surrender. Because my, <laughs> my question was, what makes a gamer? Like, why do you consider yourself a gamer? And who would you consider to be a fake Okay, so let, let me maybe amend myself a bit. I consider myself a massive nerd. 
but I don't think I've ever considered myself yeah, well, a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> because like it's just not one thing I've done for the majority. It's not my biggest hobby at the moment, so to, so to speak. Well, it depends on how you put it. I mean, if you don't have any hobbies, but that's the one thing you do, then maybe you call yourself a gamer just to identify with that crowd. For me, it's like, yeah, I enjoy playing video games. I play enjoy playing a lot of them. I don't have the patience to sit that long and play anymore because my mind is constantly thinking about all the things I could be doing for work. And there's a hell of a lot of things for work I actually just want to do because it's fun. Exactly. But the, even though I'm the same, I consider myself as a gamer as well because I've spent so much time playing video games over the years. I own, I still own every console that I've ever owned in my life, almost, except the Sega Master System, the first version of it. You're old. Um, That's fine. Yeah, I am. Um, hey, I started out on Atari. Fuck you, baby Rasmus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I Thank don't you, Jess. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I also started on, a, on an Atari. Yeah. Um, no, but but even though I don't have the time to to play that much anymore because work, family, other interest, um, and so on and so on, that uh, even I still have the 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 heart of a gamer. I'm still interested in in the new games that uh, will come out in a few weeks, in a few days, or next year, I'm still impressed and interested in the new technologies. And and my kid being here, it also entertain this feeling of, yeah, now I have to be, to, 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 I have to keep being interested in it because the kid is, is, is pushing behind, is, is coming, is, is, is playing as well, and and so I have to know what's good for him, so he can keep on playing. Uh, and, and 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 that's your excuse that. for getting that Sorry, yes. PlayStation Five and new graphics card. No, no, the PlayStation Five was <laughs> why entirely for me. It was like for me. The Switch was for him, but yeah, no, the PS Five is is all <laughs> mine. <laughs> Right. So, see, now I can answer your question, Red. <laughs> yeah, please. Because <laughs> um, you asked if I was a gamer, because that was what was going through my mind, because there are certain things that people will ask where I try to find the middle between what I consider myself and what they consider the thing that I'm saying. So I don't say that I'm a gamer, even though I play a lot of video games. I spent a lot of time playing video games. Yeah, um, I know. I and, see you. Online. And I have for years. <laughs> I know. I see you too. It pops, <laughs> pops up. I'm like, he knows I'm still on. Um, but Every time uh, my, my kids uh, logs in <laughs> on the Switch, say, oh, Jesse's playing. And I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I need to delete all my friends so I can stop being embarrassed. Um, but here's the thing. So I'm a very specific type of video game nerd. And that is... I don't have an Xbox. I don't have a PlayStation. I don't care about either of those systems at all. Like, I am a Nintendo girl. I have always been a Nintendo girl. Um, I like very, very specific games. I play them over and over and over and over again. Um, and so it's like, I have, there are very specific things that I like about video games, but as a whole, I'm not interested in like, I don't play computer video games. I like, I don't care about anything else unless it's on my console. And even within that, like there are very few games that I really, really love. 
Um, so if I were to just walk into a room of gamers and say, I'm a gamer, and they would say anything about anything other than the 10 Nintendo games that I know, then I'm just completely lost. So like, yeah, I play a lot of video games. I don't consider myself a gamer. I, I Maybe I am by the standards of like my parents who don't play video games at all. Um, but I think that people who really are like into gaming, because it's not, we're not saying like, oh, we're, we're Switch players or we're PlayStation players. We're saying gamers. Like that's very open. It's like being a maker. It's very open and inclusive of like the world of gaming. Um, and even if you have your preferred style um, console or games, like I feel like being a gamer means being more open to things. And it might be the difference between saying like, I'm, I'm a woodworker versus like a Finnish carpenter versus, like, you know, like very specific aspects of a broader thing. So no, I don't consider myself a gamer because I feel like that's false advertising for people who actually like really believe in like the, the hierarchy of gaming. So, thanks for coming to my TED talk. I, <laughs> no, I think it's correct though. It's um, especially yes, you're definitely a gamer. Do you play board games, card games? I mean, like I I will if that's a thing that is happening. I'm not against okay. them, but it's not so, like I never would initiate. <laughs> just yeah. just for so, fun though. Yeah. I I I've. I almost had named my pronouns. I've already named all of my traits, like the like the three major traits I probably have now. What would you say your traits are? Just traits? Sorry. It... Traits. Like if you build like a character sheet, what is the three major things that sort of define who you are? Oh, like mage oh, level two. Fuck. <laughs> For example, I don't know. Um Gary Tamer. I mean, that's. I, I love that this is something that you do. Is you're like, hey, I've already thought about a thing and come up with a list, and now on the spot you have to think of a list of no, three no, things I'm to describe you. Just as we're talking, because like, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, blacksmith obviously is the one that I would probably put f first, but then also like, yeah, I probably would put down swing dancing and scouting as the two second ones at the moment. And then if you, in sort of in my head, I was going like, oh, there's like Rasmus at top, because clearly that's the one defining feature of me. Uh, and it's just surrounded like by a sea of gravy <laughs> and biscuits. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it sort of just tears down sort of what's yep. the most important. Like if, if you were to have to describe who you are to another person in like three hobbies or two activities or something, and what's those three major things you decide to say? And then like, my mind just went on, oh, so how do you tear that downwards? And we don't need to go that far, but maybe three. I told hey. you, I identify as a dog, so... That's uh, one, that's nap, fine. Nap, napping. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like not dog. Oh, and okay. Chasing napping. your tail and sniffing your butt. Uh, yeah. someone else's butt. That works. That works. Okay. I, was, I was I was thinking sticks retrieving and, and oh, okay. Well, that's nice. But but okay, I'm okay with what you said. Peas on other people's walls. I like this game. I'm good at this game. Red, please don't stop waving your tail. I promise I won't. Don't, at least don't stand up while you're doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. No, Jess, so what's, what's yours? The three things that Rasmus asked. 
Okay, well, the funny thing is that usually when people are like, oh, describe yourself in three words, and my answer is always no. Um, <laughs> oh, so that's that's because one. I don't, no is one. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And also, there's nothing, like, I don't really do anything. Like, any explanation I would have for myself always involves, like, a conversation where it's just, like, if you get me talking long enough, if you just met me, then you're like, oh, okay, okay, you're obviously crazy, but, like, you've got a good vibe. And, like, that's kind of what I'm going for. Because what is it that I actually do? Like, like I'm a content creator. It's like, but yeah, not like, really, though. Like, it's it, it's a thing that I do and have done, and technically it's a job. I'm like, I'm, I'm a freelance doer of nothing, garbage mover. I don't know. Everything just takes too long to explain. So um, I usually just dodge the question and ask questions about other people um, and then just throw in tidbits of information like, oh, yeah, my squirrels do that. And they're like, oh, your squirrels? I'm like, oh, let me tell you about Gary. So I'm, I'm more manipulative in like how I describe myself, I think. But you did, did still sort of answer the question, though. Yeah, manipulative. Um, <laughs> no, I, crazy I, manipulative. Okay, that's three words. Right, so, <laughs> don't, for, don't forget the good vibe. Oh yeah, sorry. Good vibe. Yeah. yeah, okay. But that's that's like Raz's gravy. It just kind of like surrounds me, and you're aware of it. Um, <laughs> but it was it was interesting when you first brought up this idea. Like, um, how do you think about yourself? Like cumulatively, <clears throat> like what do you what do you include from the past? Because I. In my past, I did a lot of interesting and random things, none of which I consider to be a thing that I am today because I don't do them anymore. But they're all things that have like informed my life, as I think it should be. I mean, that's the whole point of having experiences is to like, you know, this to have experiences. This is Oh, absolutely. But like... Um, like I was a classical violinist for many years and I thought that was going to be what I was going to do, but then I completely fucked that up. And like, that's not a thing that I pursue anymore. And so I don't call myself a violinist. I don't consider myself to be a violinist. I will say I'm a lapsed violinist. And that just means that in the past, I spend a lot of time doing something. I could pick up a violin today and play better than someone who has not played before, but I can't achieve the same um, goals that I, I could have like 20 years ago when I was really at my peak, which is really sad to say, because it was actually more than 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> but like, so people are like, oh, no, you're still a violinist. You own a violin. I was like, but to me, because I was a violinist, that's not what that means. And like, I feel a little bit like, um, you know, I, I, I live in a house with, with my brother, and I get to hear a lot of his interviews and business calls and stuff. And um, one of his opening lines is always like, so my background is in architecture. And it's always just like, a, so my background is in architecture. Um, so he does not say that he's an architect. First of all, legally, he can't because he doesn't have his license anymore because he doesn't get it renewed. Um, so, But... The idea is that that is his background. That's where he comes from. Um, and that's not who he is today, but it's information about how he thinks about things, what his um, what his his level of understanding is. And I think that that's almost like a better way to say it, where it's like, this is my background, where it's like, you know, Red, you you lived in Japan for many years, but like, you're not going to say that you are Japanese. Um, you're way more Japanese than I am. Um, I'm one third Japanese, one third British and French for all the rest. 100% Grumpy. 
100% dog. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like um, when you're there, you can be like, well, I'm from France. And it's not like you're saying like, I am so engrossed in French culture that I'm living in Japan for 10 years. But now that you're back in France, you're like, well, I spent 10 years living in Japan. It's like, it is information about who you are without saying you are a certain thing. Because I feel like... um, like details are, we get too lost in the weeds with de- details, but I also feel like we get too um, focused on a particular label rather than just saying like, there are a lot of things that inform the decisions that I make today. And they came from me being a violinist. They came from me being a special education teacher in a high school. They came from me being a production manager at a symphony. Like these are all things that I haven't done in 20 years, but they inform all the decisions that I make today. Like even down to when I worked at the school, I had to drive, like one of my jobs was driving um, the, the short bus. I, dr- I drove the bus that picked up all the kids in the wheelchairs and you have to take a special driving test to drive this oversized bus that you can't see out of the back of. And like you have to reverse through all these cones using only your side mirrors, which is just such a nightmare because I am a female Asian driver. So it is amazing that I passed that test. <laughs> but like the point is that people are always surprised when I can drive a bigger car, like I went to Home Depot and rented a large truck to transport materials. And there is a whole line of construction guys standing outside watching me back into a space. And then when I got out, they all clapped because no one expected it of me. Like Mm -hmm. they expected me to run over at least one person. Um, But it's like, I don't consider myself a driver of large vehicles, but my background yeah. Is in driving the short bus. And that informs decisions that I make today. So I think it's because we have uh, sort of all four, and many people have no the humility of knowing that if we don't do a certain thing for a long time, or we don't do it anymore, uh, even though we have done it for a long time in the past. Except punching mics. Yeah, again. Because um, we, we, we are not that thing anymore, or we, we don't do it enough to consider ourselves like professional. But some people will add all the skills that they have. Uh, they will be a violinist and a big truck driver and uh, a poop house cleaner and uh, a content It's always creator. better uh, when you say poop house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the charm of the French accent. It's so fancy. Um, yeah, see what I mean? I mean, people can can call themselves blacksmiths and video video uh, content creator and uh, uh, YouTuber and uh, whatever woodworker. So they 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 add all those titles to their resume, even though they are not really good at everything that they do. But they consider that a skill that they can add to to their skill set is is always a good thing. I, I'm not I'm not very good at explaining what I think about that, but um, it, it's a it's a humility thing. I think that that we can say, oh, I, that's my background. I've studied that or I've done that for many years, but I'm not good at it anymore because I don't practice it every day. So I can't call myself a blacksmith. I can't call myself a teacher. I can't call myself so whatever. Whereas some people just think that they are 
this thing and this thing and also this thing because they have done it for a few weeks, a few months. So. Well, I also think I, I know that that Jan wants us to shut up so that he can go to bed. But um, no, I do okay. think that <laughs> one, of, one of the wonderful things about the maker community or just, you know, like putting things on social media is that people tend to be really supportive, right? This is a really great thing that we've all experienced. Um, and I, I feel like it's often um, supportive to a fault where it's like, you know, first time I tried blacksmithing, I'd be like, hey, I tried this for the first time and instantly all these comments, you're a blacksmith now. I'm like, that, I mean, like, thank you. That's very sweet, but not, that's not true, right? And so it's like, it's like, no, 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 but you're doing it and, and it's great. It's like, yes, but thanks mom. But like, I'm, you know, this, that's not the thing that makes you the blacksmith is that like, I tried it that one time. And I think that in our effort to be really supportive of people and to be encouraging, um, we often like put these blanket labels on people. And this isn't to sound mean, but it's like they're not deserved. Um, and it's not like you don't deserve to have accolades. But like, people call me a blacksmith. And I like, I, I want to be really clear to all the people who are blacksmiths that I know I'm not. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a nice, supportive, encouraging thing that people do. But I feel like that's, that's something that that we all do, like, to each other to an extent, because we're trying to encourage the other person to keep trying to keep working at it. if it's something that you're interested in, you like, or hopefully even show a little bit of like talent at it's like go for it keep going like I want to encourage you but I, I feel like sometimes we do that in a way that's a little bit like presumptuous um for people who have literally spent their entire lives like trying to hone their craft and it's like hey I made this nail that looks like a golf club like yay I'm a blacksmith now and that is spiffing to end on i would still very much just like to hear red and jan try to use to give their three traits or words or whatever define it as yeah jan hasn't said anything in like an hour yeah, and i'm jan. not sure i'm not sure if that he has hasn't been able to or he's just like you guys won't shut up most no no it's it's pretty it's, pre it's pretty much just that i'm always it feels like I'm like 10 seconds behind with the audio and the video level. So I'm just trying to piece everything together that's coming in. Um, three traits, you said, Russ? Yeah. Yes. The okay. Thing of yes. Okay. Yeah. Three yeah. Words no, no, you're back. Descriptive traits. I'm going to use that chance. <laughs> um, I'm from like the most important things that I feel like trade wise, I would say I'm going to start a little bit different. Um, I'm going to say I'm a husband, a traveler and an extrovert, which Coincidentally, all fit very well with my job that I'm doing right now, sales. And before that, I used to work as a service engineer. I wouldn't call myself a service engineer anymore because I've been not traveling for like, with like handiwork before that. I do love the, uh, it taught me to love the making aspect of things. And I kept that by through my, like through my hobby. But just going by traits, I would say, um, yeah. Like, I love traveling. I can't live without it. Uh, something I hardly realized during COVID that I just go crazy if I'm stuck at home for too long. Um, husband, because I'm pretty much everything I'm doing, everything I do for work is for my wife and to spend time for like, quality time with my wife. So um, she says, you could say she's the one that's 
worth for me getting home after the end of the trip. Other than that. That's a good thing. I think I feel like that's what you want in a marriage. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah that's, no, it's, it's really um, I mean, I've, I've been in relationships doing my work. And yeah. I've always been traveling ever since I started working. And one thing I realized really hard is like if you, I, I'm not doing it for myself. There's actually really little things I do for myself. So for me, having a partner is absolutely necessary um, in order to like put sense behind all of that, what I'm doing. So, yeah, that's kind of the, 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 the part about it. Yeah. So that's mine, Red. Um, uh, it, it's kind of close to uh, one, uh, what Jan just said. Uh, I would start with, um, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a son, probably, because um, whether I li like it or not, most of my time has to be devoted to taking care of my son, taking care of my wife and taking care of my parents. Um, so obviously it slows down my working process uh, most of the time. And I'm trying to get uh, number one microphone my smacker. Out of the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's the fourth one. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get this balance uh, on my schedule to be able to do everything, to do what I want to do as, as, like being my job and what I have to do uh, in order to support my wife, be there for my kid and, and also help my parents. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's difficult at the moment, but I'm getting there, I think. So that would be the first thing, uh, um, husband, father and son. Um, then I, I'm, the, the reminding two are, are obvious to me, like I'm a teacher and I'm a leather worker. That's the, the two ones. Even though next to leather worker there is probably asp as aspiring aspiring. Uh, blacksmith aspiring thank you aspiring um, blacksmith or knife maker sword maker all the stuff that I want to to do in that that trade that I'm still not able to because I have done I have not practiced it uh, enough to to call myself a bladesmith or, or a blacksmith or whatever. Uh, so I know that I have to practice like 10,000 hours in order to, to be able to do so. But that, that's something that I want to, I want to, to get closer to, I think. Um, and, and I'm a dog. So yeah, f fuck the rest of it. I'm going to nap. I would just like to note that like Red and Jan are like, yeah, family and like giving to others. And Rasmus is like, I'm Rasmus. I am Rasmus. I am Groot. And then I'm over here like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I manipulate people into thinking that I do more than I do and then get mad at them when they're like, hey, are you doing yeah, that thing? And I'm like, no, shut up. I got squirrels to feed. <laughs> I, I, I sort of realized that while we're talking that I think for me, like, honestly, like, taking care of people around me and family is just so fundamental that I'm on top of that. That's everything else is founded on that thing of being a family of man and taking care are. of people around me. And like, Rasmus is so far above the two of you. Yeah, exactly. All of those things that comes with that. No, but like... <laughs> 
No, it's it's just like I I just didn't think about it. Also because like I, I <laughs> no, I know what you mean though, Rasmus. Because I feel like from your point of view, Ra- that would off. be like you saying like well, on number one, else. That's I'm fine. alive. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's like I'm a boy, I'm alive. That's Wait, like, you're a boy? Yes, it's the same as, pe- as parents saying they love their kids. It's like. Do you need to say that? Well, Isn't also, that also, basis? wait, just shut up, shut up. Um, also, I, I, I would have to point out that Jan and Red have both chosen people to bring into their family, and so of course it's going to be more at the forefront. Yes. Um, yes. Whereas you are just like you, you are just By part of the family, just like we all have family that we came from in some way or or another. Um, where it's like they have that, actively made point, decisions well. to bring people into their lives that they now bear some responsibility toward, just like the other person bears responsibility toward them. You may speak now, Red. Yeah, th- that, and also the time that, that you give to other people. Like, if it, that's uh, most of your time or most of your free time, compared to just just saying hello once once a month or uh, once a week it's like completely different but but i hear you i understand that you your what you are is also based on this aspect of your personality your family is important that you take care of it which makes me think that you will be a great husband and a great father in the yes future. i will but oh wait you weren't talking to me okay <laughs> <laughs> no, you okay, too thank jess you. thank you, you i appreciate too. that <laughs> Um, but I'll just take that soundbite <laughs> and I'll just play it to all the girls I'm dating and see what happens. Yeah, uh, I lost my point, but yeah, you you know what I where what I meant. It, it, it's no no no. You need to complete. Uh, you're, you're handsome. You're a great guy, and we love you. And I'll I'll pay you afterwards. Aww. Thank you. Yeah, please. You you have my bank account. Yeah, you you owe him a lot of bucks by now. <laughs> <laughs> And, and now we need to focus on something else. <gasps> yeah. Absolutely. Yay. The well, smoothest I've ever been, I think. Um, Jess, yeah. Uh, sure. Um, I have <laughs> I have three things to talk about. Oh, yeah. no. Because um, everyone else is like, oh, it's okay if I have two. I'm like, I have three. Shut up and listen. Um, uh, one of them is, is a video game. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a Nintendo nice. Switch game. It's called Unsighted, and it's uh, where you play this. Um, you're like an automaton that the humans, of course, have like just destroyed the world, and the automatons are only like able to be functioning because of this like meteor dust or whatever. And you're running out, anyways. The game itself is really fun to play. It's like a dungeon crawler. It's like Metroidvania type thing. Um, Ooh, it's also okay. really confusing because there are a lot of times you're like, am I supposed to be where am I supposed to be going? Why can't I find this thing? They don't explain a lot. So it's like you, you kind of get stuck a bit. Um, but also the way that it's meant to be played is everyone is, is like their t- their time is running out continually as is yours. So you're like always on a timer. I turn that off because I'm like I, can't, I play this for fun. I can't handle the pressure. But it's like meant to be played with this timer that's just ticking down to where you're about to die and like everyone around you is dying continually it's like so that seems really stressful but the game itself is actually pretty good um the second thing is um one of my new favorite books which is called the data detective and um it's uh i think raz was listening to the um oh what's the what's the thing cautionary tales tim harford like best podcast ever no offense guys um 
but he, so it's I think his latest book is because um, he is an economist. His latest book is called The Day Detective, and it is fantastic. It's been one of my new like comfort listens, where I've listened to it probably about twenty times. Um, I just have it constantly running, and it's it's really interesting, really informative, and. Um, yeah, it makes data fun. So just trust me on that. Uh, and the last one is uh, Instagram YouTube person, um, Justin from Call Me Maybe, Justin Maybe. Um, yeah, he's great. And like, I feel like, uh, I feel like he's often overlooked because he's, he is a photographer and he is in the maker community. But if you watch his stories, he's <laughs> clearly not a maker. <laughs> He does probably some of the best stories I've ever seen because like he's a really amazing photographer and videographer and like that shows in his feed and in these um, documentaries that he does on the, the makers in our community. But in his stories, he's just like trying to build things and just, you know, spilling glue and knocking things over and just generally being amazing. So, yeah, that's my that's my um, my person that I'm I'm focusing on. Like not not too much because ugh, Justin Chris, but yeah, his work is really really good. Didn't he? Re he did one on Jimmy DeResta, did he? Yeah, he's done like and Jimmy. He did re recently Jackman. one with Paul as well. Yeah, that's yeah, Paul Jackman. He did one um, for Derek for uh, like April, like tons of people. Um, yeah, so okay. his his work is is really amazing, um, and he's just like I feel like kind of always on the outskirts um, because he's like not jumping into like I am maker, hear me, you know, meow quietly in the corner. Um, but yeah, he's a good dude. He's a sweetheart, and he does really good work. Very very cool. Jan, you get a video game, a book, and a person. <laughs> Um, actually, it's actually just a YouTube channel. Um, I've been binge watching the videos over the last couple of days, um, and it's called Inheritance Machining. And boy, is that channel good! <laughs> it's a guy that inherits um, um, the, the machines from his um, grandfather, I believe. So um, he moves into his shop and he just starts refurbishing all the machines and starts making projects. And also he has a side project counter with every project he starts. He's like, oh, and I could do this. And then side project starts. So um, uh, really high value. The, the guy is funny. It's really easy to listen to. He has good energy. Um, just everything about it. It's a little bit. Well, you can't really compare it to Soltoni, but it goes kind of in the same direction. Except that you actually see the guy's face and him working on the machines. But really good, like uh, for anyone who's interested in, he does like some metal projects in the end, but mainly the first, I think there's like 20 videos out and he's only been doing it for a year. Overachiever. So, yeah, <laughs> hint, hint, hey. <laughs> I think I've done 20 videos in the last like eight years. Yeah. No, I was I was really surprised because it looks like that guy's been doing it for forever, and then I checked like the first date, and it's like one year ago, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Fast. Hey, that's, that's annoying. <laughs> is that's it all? Exactly. Is it all videos? Like, I mean, are all of his videos on things that he got from his grandfather? It's not like it starts from moving out everything out of the old shop of his grandfather mm -hmm. into the new one, and then he directly starts with restoring it. And you, like, I think each of the videos is probably about like. 30 to 40 minutes. Cool. Um, uh, but it never got boring. I never skipped a part of it. I just watched through the whole thing from beginning to end. 
they're close to 20 minutes apiece uh, as I scroll through here. Only 20? Yeah, some are 10, 15, most around 20, it seems like. So, okay. manageable chunk, I say, I'd say. I didn't think he was boring, I just thought he was great. I didn't think it was longer though. Okay, <laughs> fine. Fine. Anyway, Red, what about you? Um, I'm gonna go with Artfully Rug uh, on Instagram, YouTube and everywhere. Uh, the guy uh, is Doug, if I remember correctly his name. I met him at Maker Central the first year. And I is um, a metal worker, he's, a, he's an artist. He does wonderful stuff with metal. Um, and I, I really like his style. Um, so you would have to, to check it on Instagram and, and, and everywhere. Artfully, rogue. Um, really like what is going. I'm still. Uh, I still have in, in in my head the image of him making giant steel I wings in his workshop that I was I was really in love with. Uh, but but I I really like everything that he had, does. Had, so yeah, he should had, have. At half a, a lot second here, I wondered, followers. did I find the right account? It's like, oh yeah, Andy Pugh follows him. It's the right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, out for the world everywhere. The then I, I'd add in a little bit different thing. Uh, I stumbled upon a video this week on the Modern Rogue YouTube channel about a guy teaching blind kids how to pick locks. That's so mm. niche. And no, but just think about that for a second, though, because of, of course they will excellent, be excellent at it because the, you don't need to see. You can't see inside lock anyway. It's all by feel. But how do you tell them how to feel for it, how to look for it, so to speak, inside of the lock. And it's really fascinating how he takes his normal lesson and 3D prints a whole set of props and then introduces in nine stages how a lock works and explains it to blind kids and then actually have them pick lock, pick locks afterwards. I feel like I would like enjoy that like learning that way more than just sit me in a in a in front of a person and be like yeah so here's how you do it it's like no explain it to me like i'm a blind child please yeah yeah because that's how it should be but uh, normally of course you can use diagrams and show like the pictures and cross sections and all of that but essence you'd need to get the feel for it so yeah uh blind kids learning how to pick locks in america apparently wow that <laughs> title just rolls off the tongue <laughs> Best way of learning um, lock picking is to buy a set, a kit, uh, not a set, a yep. kit uh, <clears throat> from a cheap uh, Chinese website and just practice it. And it's, it, I have it's one a lot of fun. That, that's something I did a, a few years ago and, and I gave it to my father. And for a whole week he trained and, and he was like, oh, it's difficult. In five minutes, I cracked the lock and he was <laughs> super mad so e even though the kit was a gift for him i have it now because he didn't want to, to have to you ruined christmas like, now keep your shit <laughs> yeah sort of so yeah no that's fun. it's it's very cheap and it, it's um it's a good way to have fun with with friends and to just practice the, the thing because you have a, a, a see-through uh lock i'll bet we have the same one and my dad got it for me yeah <laughs> Yeah. See? Now you keep punching new things, Red. I know. Like, what is it that yeah, you're exactly. hitting this time? It's, 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 it's a new hilarious. sound. I'm... It's 
Yeah. I think it's like the picture of Red is gone, but I can hear like the brrrm, brrrm in the background all the time. It's like, yep, he's still talking. He's still there. Okay. You've got to make, you've got to like record just all the sounds of you hitting things on your desk and turn that into like the Red Smith album. (laughs) I will at some point. I, I need to just push, put my hands on the desk and <laughs> put you in a straight jacket when you noise. record. Yeah. Who needs white noise when we can have red <laughs> sounds? <laughs> so authentic. Uh, yeah, two hours of sensual mic slapping. Thank you for coming, Jess. Thank you for having me. If people Thank want you, to look at all of the things and the Garys and your Disney princess moments, where can I find you? Uh, I dress up on the uh, Insta face tubes. Very handy. Very, rolls mm-hmm. of the tongue as well. <laughs> yep. yep. And if you want to find us collectively, you can do that at two thirds focused on any of the mostly social places. And we do accept Christmas gifts now on Patreon. Just saying. And you can find me at RasmusLowen and LowenSmear.no if you're, for some reason, still need a Christmas gift. And I'll be in my punk. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing, I think. (laughs) Put that down. Uh, You can find me at nerdadventure.com with links to all the socials. God damn it, Red. (laughs) Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Thank you, all three of you. And that also, um, even though I did forget that you guys were doing a podcast and only started listening, like, maybe about about a month ago, um, (laughs) you guys are doing a great job. I I did realize, though, that I'm like a year behind in listening, but it is good to know that Red is still working on his car. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Always. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye, everyone. It's been been a running... Okay, gag. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, 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 everyone. Bye. Have a good week. (laughs) Goodbye, apparently. (laughs)